The Dow is down 332. The Nasdaq down 51. All because of what's going on in Ukraine. The Russian invasion continues apace. They don't have a military that can actually fight, but they certainly can do some damage. You have a Russian military that's shooting itself in the legs, literally, to get out of fighting. But that doesn't mean they just won't conscript another 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, as many as they need. They took Maripol, or is it pronounced Mariupol? But now the Ukrainians are fighting back. Then you've got warships in the Black Sea. They're taking a look at Odessa. If they take Odessa, that's the launching pad to invade Moldova. Cut off any goods getting in uh, to Ukraine, making their way up to Kiev as the siege there possibly uh, finally takes place. This is a war of attrition at this point because what we have, without question, is guerrilla warfare. Who can outlast whom? Well, the Ukrainians seem to be able to outlast the Russians as is with Molotov cocktails and weaponry from the United States. But if the Russians just want to throw body after body after body at it, the Ukrainians can't keep up. That could mess with the markets. Or it's the markets. Who knows what's rattling them today? Because we have seen these things go up even though the invasion continues. As for oil prices... Well, Brent crude has crossed $120 a barrel. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. I'll break down more of the markets in just a little bit. But as we've been discussing here, and you know we've been very, very vocal about honesty regarding men and women. That men are not women and women are not men and boys are not girls and girls are not boys. And that children need to be protected most often from themselves. And yet we have school administrators and teachers and politicos and cultural figures who have no interest in doing this. As a matter of fact, they want to support a thing that absolutely is harmful to a child, the idea that a child can determine their own gender. Supporting the idea that children can make their own medical decisions for themselves. Pushing these concepts constantly and consistently. And in Indiana, the governor, Eric Holcomb, My governor, very possibly your governor, had a bill in front of him, House Bill 1041, that would have further codified not only that girls are girls and boys are boys and boys cannot participate in girls' sports and vice versa, but it would have absolutely been the first in what should be a continuing line of defense of children in general, boys or girls. But he vetoed that. Michael Walsh joins us right now. Uh, He is the editor over at thepipeline.org, the-pipeline.org, and author of Last Stands, which you can find at uh, amazon.com. And we will get into, of course, the books that he writes, but his latest column, Silence of the Lambs, I mean, it's flat-out disturbing when, when you're... When you're quoting uh, what what we know, of course, is the movie uh, and 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 the book, but you you utilize it to to engage this conversation regarding transgenderism, the fooling that we do to ourselves, the lies that we tell ourselves, and the lies we allow society uh, to tell us, and you base this around what you have seen regarding this swimmer who calls himself Leah Thomas, who is actually a man. Correct. He is actually a man. And uh, I suppose that's the kind of thing that gets you banned from Twitter 
if you say that in public, but since I've been banned for, from Twitter for more than a year, uh, it, they really can't hurt me now, can they, Tony? No, 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 they cannot. But they they believe that they know what is good and righteous and just, that they can say what they want to say or allow to be said. And and you uh, cannot. Um, you you've written about the these these cultural issues before the fiery angel. Uh, you've written about it, the devil's pleasure palace. Uh, you you've written about this as well. And it is it is a a longstanding, I, I would argue, theory of yours that there are these longstanding theories about how to dissolve. American culture. So get into with me your your piece there at the-pipeline.org and what is the desire to burn American culture or or Western culture from within? Well, this is all just a part of a prolonged assault on Western culture. And it's a sign of the times that something is self-evident and biologically simple as the difference between the two sexes, because there are only two sexes. You may call, use the term gender, and there are three genders, but that is a grammatical term. It has nothing whatsoever to do with human sexuality. Once you let the left cross that line on using gender instead of the word sex, uh, you've opened the door to this. As you know, Tony, we've known each other for a long time. One of my favorite sayings is they never stop, they never sleep, they never quit. They never stop. And so the woman who is now up for the Supreme Court justice seat that poor Stephen Breyer got (laughs) pushed out the helicopter door to make available for her, uh, she said yesterday in her hearing she couldn't define what a woman is. Well, I can define it. Just have everybody in that room take the pants off and we'll have a look. And then we know who the women are and who the men are. Put your pants back on and get back to work. Uh, there's nothing. You don't have to be a biologist to, to, to talk about sex distinctions. Anybody who's had children, as you have, as I, I've had, uh, they know right away when that child comes down the chute which sex it is. So the fact that we're having this conversation is a sign of how badly we've lost the war for sanity, not to mention cultural integrity. That sanity conversation, that cultural integrity conversation, I, I, I ha- bring that up maybe a, a little differently uh, than you. When I talk about how a, a, a law that says boys cannot participate in girls' sports is not mm. only the protection of young girls and young women, but it is actually the protection of young boys because there is this, this group that is desperate to say, no, 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 you are whatever you say you are, and you can do this. And then, of course, if you can say that you're a different gender, you can engage in, in, in therapies, you can engage in hormones, you can engage in, in, in puberty blockers. And it seems obvious, as we've been discussing this over the past years, that the desire is to give children agency. Uh, give them control of their own bodies. Because when they control their own bodies medically, they can control things like, as despicable as it is, who they love, Correct. Correct. Yeah, they they want to uh, get rid of childhood. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke, the science fiction writer who wrote 2001, also wrote a book called Childhood's End, uh, which is what we're witnessing here. Uh, it's very important for the left to break down. This is critical theory, and you and I have talked about this uh, to your listeners there in Indiana and across the Midwest before. Uh, the idea that critical theory the behind critical theory is that there's nothing, nothing, and I do mean nothing, because now we're down to the most fundamental distinctions in 
humanity that can't be challenged, attacked, destroyed, and changed. Nothing. That means no thing. And here we are. It didn't take long. You have to admit, it's only been 20 years or so that they've been battering away at this. But, you know, the walls of the uh, of the castle, once they're breached, it's over. Uh, as you know, I'm a military historian and I'm uh, currently writing an, another book on military history. And one lesson you learn from military history is during a siege uh, of a great walled city, such as Antioch during the Crusades, or Jerusalem for that matter, uh, once the wall is breached, the battle is over. At that point, the defenders have lost, the attackers rush in, and they slaughter every man, woman, and child in the place. This is very, very consistent from the time of the Romans to modern-day sieges. Uh, The walls only either work 100% or they do not work. And so once the wall comes down, your society comes down with it. And that's where we're at. So one of the things that you discuss in your article, talking to Michael Walsh, uh, his latest column, Silence of the Lambs, which you can find at the pipeline, the-pipeline.org, where Michael is an editor and his book, Last Stands, Why Men Fight While All is Lost, When All is Lost, uh, available at Amazon.com. One of the things that you get into in this in this conversation is is this idea of, of the walls because you you bring it up as this the round heeled media you write which of late has never met a transgressive fad it didn't want to tumble for has fully embraced the language of transsexuality as evidenced in 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 the conversation of this swimmer Leah Thomas whose real name is Will Thomas uh, but you call yourself Leah it, it makes no difference to me. But this idea that we accept the conversation, as you put it, is that the wall being torn down or is that the wall only somewhat crumbling? Meaning, can you rebuild it? I don't know that you can rebuild it. You can rebuild it, but it will be very, very, very difficult. Look, this guy, if he wants to be called Gertrude, that's fine. But that doesn't mean we have to indulge him in his fantasy, which, by the way, I don't even think he believes that he's actually a woman trapped in a male body if that were true well i don't want to get indelicate about this but let's have a look right you can see in the pictures he's clearly not a female in any meaningful sense of the term just because you take hormone shots doesn't turn you into a girl in fact it will never turn you into a girl and so why are we indulging what effectively is mental illness and applying it to the rest of the society We can treat these people. We can treat them with respect. I certainly uh, do, and I don't uh, advocate any sort of violence against them or anything. It's just that you cannot have a functioning society if the laws are meant to not apply universally to everybody. And so you don't make laws. It's like COVID. It's like the mass craziness. Uh, You made a law that basically demolished the first and and, uh, several other amendments, and definitely the first, uh, just to accommodate people who are literally insane about going out without a mask on. And now you see there's pushback from people who want to keep wearing masks. Well, great, but just don't make me do it. That's my point. So what's interesting 
is that uh, the 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 insanity is is based on the idea not that they can do what they choose is that you won't accept what they choose and you'd somehow think that they're not allowed to imp- impart themselves impress themselves on you the argument would never be about whether or not Leah Thomas wants to live his life as Leah Thomas, but mm-hmm. it's that he chooses to swim, the NCAA accepts it, and these women athletes are told to suffer. They're told to suffer, and somehow we're supposed to believe that's the normal society. That's the, that is the, 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 the crux of the issue. If, they, if, yeah. if Leah Thomas just wanted to exist, would that be considered acceptable in, in an American lifestyle? Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? You can be whatever. One of the beauty is, beautiful things about America is that you used to be able to live your life without without being shamed. Now, you know, I can still go to the supermarket here in my little rural town in Connecticut and get dirty looks from not men, women who refuse to take their masks off because they think that I am somehow impinging on their health. You cannot coddle. You, you must have laws that apply equally to everybody. So I, as I said, I have no problem with Will uh, calling himself whatever he wants to call himself. As I said in the piece, Abraham Lincoln said, you know, if you call a dog's tail a leg, how many legs does he have? And people said five. And he said, no, four, because calling a tail a leg doesn't make it a leg. And this is we're talking about such fundamental things here, Tony, which is reality versus complete fantasy but i will say this the people who are pushing this are destructive because they understand everything this is critical theory again everything has to be challenged wrecked destroyed and here we are then how do you explain if 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 this is the case and this this becomes this is political in nature we see here in Indiana that it's not political in nature when we have a Republican governor, Eric Holcomb, vetoing the bill, House Bill 1041, and he utilizes the logic that, well, the high school association, the IHSAA, uh, they already have rules about this, and he hasn't seen this be a problem, so therefore there's no need for the legislation. How does yeah, one explain well, he that? Is, he is truly a follower of Mike Pence. I mean, uh, Indiana should have learned from Pence uh, the guy that rolled over immediately once they challenged the Religious Freedom Act, uh, and then he became Trump's vice president, and here we are. So thanks a lot, Indiana, for Mike Pence. Now, this guy came up in the wake of Pence after Pence left, and he appears to be the same kind of squishy Republican that we've all become thoroughly sick of. And this is why Ron DeSantis is going to be the next president of the United States, because there's a governor who doesn't just talk the talk, he does something. So I hope the Indiana legislature overrides this governor's veto because the governor needs to understand. I hope he's listening. This is an important point. You are not harming anybody through this law. You made the point right off the bat, Tony. You are protecting people. So once the Republicans understand they've got to use the language of the left to win their arguments, they are the good guys in this, not the bad guys. But too many Republicans run from it. The minute some crazy leftist on Twitter starts barking. And so we need these guys to grow a spine. And I hope that your governor gets overridden and and I hope this law goes through. Look what happened to Christy Nome, just in case he has any ideas about going further than the governor of a state. Well, let's see if he has any ideas about running for Senate, which is the is the rumor in 
in Indiana. It's a, it's a rumor indeed. Michael Walsh, that's his name. Check out the article, the-pipeline.org. The Silence of the Lambs, check out the article, the-pipeline.org. And the book, Last Stands, Why Men Fight One, All Is Lost. You can get that at Amazon.com. It's always a pleasure, Michael. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Jen Psaki has COVID. For the second time in six months, Jen Psaki has COVID. She's vaccinated. She's gotten both shots. She's been boosted, probably got a second booster, wore a mask, washed her hands, lives in her medically sealed bubble. COVID, second time. One can assume that she just didn't want to go on the trip to Europe with Joe Biden. One one can make that assumption for sure. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Or or we can just accept the fact that um, the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID and masks don't stop you from getting COVID. You can still get COVID. And for her sake, I only hope she's just a little run down and, you know, maybe, maybe a, a low-grade fever for, for a day or half a day and she'll be fine. Look, I, I, I think that, you know, having to go out there and just spin for the Biden administration... That's not a fun job. Now, I don't think she does herself any favors with the way she treats the press. The disdain that she has for members of the press, I think, is I think is awful. You go in there hating everybody. I don't think that, that provides a value, and she does. And when she's asked questions about things she said, and she, she obfuscates, uh, she, she deserves the derision that she gets. She took the job. I don't wish COVID on the woman. But people are... They must ask themselves, how in the world does somebody who is as vaccinated and as inoculated and as careful and the people around her as as Jen Psaki, how does she get COVID again? And the answer is, well, because people get COVID. People get COVID. That's how. That's how it works. And that's why mass mandates and vaccine mandates are all nonsense. All of it. I just don't believe that as a nation we're done with it. I've got a lot of fear. More coming up. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. All right, my sports geek friends, help me out here, because I, uh, I'm i trying to understand this. I think I have an idea of what's going on. Phil Mickelson is not playing the Masters. Okay. That would be a something I'd be like, oh, what do you know about that? Phil Mickelson, golfer, one of the best in, in the world. Certainly a fan favorite, not going to play the Masters, all right, he's busy or he's injured or whatever the case may be, I would pay no attention to it. But that's not the story. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, find everything at TonyKatz.com. The story is, is that he wasn't invited. So the Masters, while people consider it part of the PGA, 
and part of that tour is not. The Masters is its own world, and they don't care about nothing. The Masters has rules, the Masters has a theory, and the theory is we're the Masters and you can suck it. That's that's it. I'm not I'm not even mad at them. There's no anger in how I say that. I'm just trying to be clear about they 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 are who they are. Augusta has its point of view. The story is that Phil Mickelson is not playing the Masters and it's because he wasn't invited to the Masters because of his comments about the tour and something known as the LIV Golf Invitational Series. Now, this normally wouldn't be a thing, but the LIV Golf Invitational Series, which he seems to be in favor of, has involvement with Saudi Arabia. So the Saudi Arabian government is is backing this Golf International Series. He... Um, is interested in joining that series, even though he has referred to the Saudis as some scary mother blankers. And then he admitted to getting, you know, um, three other players to help him pay for attorneys to write the operating agreement for the, 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 the tour. I guess it's not going to happen or it is happening or whatever it is. The PGA is like, oh, no, you didn't. Now, I think I've got the story right, Producer Ari. If I understand it, and, and, and I'm trying to surmise here, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Phil Mickelson is a guy who has not been afraid to speak his mind, and that always can create problems for people. He supported an upstart uh, golf uh, association that would be a competitor to the PGA. The upstart is supported by the Saudis, and he has called out the Saudis, but he's writing checks to build the upstart. Now the PGA is like, who do you think you are? And the master said, maybe we don't need this in our backyard. Augusta is going to be free from this problem. Thank you very much. I got it? You, uh, that, that, I would say that's an accurate assessment. But the question is, there, there's something for the PGA to lose and something for the Masters to lose, not having a guy who's a fan favorite like Mickelson there. So maybe I'm missing something. Saying that there should be another league, promoting a, another league. Um, that That's the cardinal sin here, right? Nothing he said about the Saudis is the, is the issue. The cardinal sin is supporting another league. It probably didn't help his case, but... Uh... I think, yeah, at the end of the day, money talks. So if you're doing anything that could jeopardize the PGA not getting money, then, yeah, they're going to be pretty upset about that. One of the other things that he has discussed is the PGA Tour's, quote-unquote, obnoxious greed. Now, if you don't know me very well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Tony Katz. Hey, how are you? What's going on? There is no such thing as greed. Greed doesn't exist. It's not real. So Mickelson talking about the PGA Tour and obnoxious greed and saying that's what's making me look at other places to play, right? He was was speaking with Golf Digest uh, at the Saudi International where he's getting a seven-figure appearance fee, saying that the PGA Tour's ownership of media rights, among other issues, has him looking elsewhere. 
And he says it's not public knowledge all that goes on, but the players don't have access to their own media. If the tour wanted to end any threat, they could just hand back the media rights to the players. But they would rather throw $25 million here and $40 million there than give back the roughly $20 billion in digital assets they control or give up access to the $50 plus million or the $50 million plus they make every year on their own media channel. So again, I don't get what the problem is. Your issue is golf TV? I'm confused. As he puts it, as Mickelson puts it, for me personally, it's not enough that they're sitting on hundreds of millions of digital moments. They also have access to my shots, access I do not have. They also charge companies to use shots I have hit. And when I did the match, and there have been five of them, the tour forced me to pay them a million dollars each time for my own media rights. And he point, his point is, that type of greed is, to me, beyond obnoxious. First, it's not greed. There is no such thing as greed. Stop it. There's no such thing as greed. They control the media, and they're getting paid for it. You want to get paid for it. When you do it, it's not greed. When they do it, it's greed. Don't ever call it greed. Greed's not real. Greed doesn't exist. But it's an interesting conversation. Let me ask the question this way. What's the difference between Phil Mickelson bringing this up and women's soccer saying they want pay parity with the men? I'm asking. Uh, on, on Twitter, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. What's the difference? I think that the problem is is that you called them greedy and now they're shutting you out. Now they're shutting you out. And it also seems weird when you're talking about this while you go and play in Saudi Arabia and uh, capture yourself a, a, a million bucks just for showing up. That's that's something else. By the way, according to the PGA, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, 55% of the tour's revenue in 2022 is allotted to the players. That is $1.522 billion. The FedEx Cup bonus pool goes from 60 to 75 million. The winner gets 18 million dollars. The Comcast Business Tour Top 10 increases from 10 to 20 million. The Play 15 bonus program, which pays players who play at least 15 PGA tournaments, is 10 million dollars. So I think the issue here is that he smack talked the PGA, and the PGA is uh, giving him time to cool off and also asserting their authority. That's what it looks like. So three things, I think, that come from this story. First, he did it to himself. What do I care? I don't. Phil knew exactly what he was doing. He's creating a fight. He created the fight. Second, if he wants to now go to this new uh, league, he certainly can. It worked great for the XFL and the USFL. Oh, man, it works perfect for new Coke. These things ain't easy. These things ain't easy. And number three, the PGA doesn't owe you anything. Creating a new league, a new uh, association is exactly what you do. You call them greedy. You demand more money. And don't be surprised when they don't give it to you. Go create something else. It's like, it's like Colin Kaepernick 
calling the NFL owners uh, akin to slave owners and then complaining he's not in the league. He's ready to throw. Crazy. And I like Phil Mickelson. I've always liked Phil. I'm an Arizona State guy. I've always liked Phil Mickelson. But he seems to be, he, he, set, he set this situation for himself. I am not, I don't believe that the uh, PGA has done him wrong. He, he did this to, he did this to himself. So we, so we all understand it. He did this Use, uh, to fun- himself. It'd be foolhardy to think otherwise. Let me, let me sum it up even better than that. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Jill Biden is inviting the spouses of lawmakers to the White House. She's going to have a little party, I guess. Hey, how are you? Let's, let's, let's all get together and know each other, and uh, it'll be great. Well, it's being reported that Erica Donalds, uh, it, the wife of Congressman Byron Donalds, who I, I'm, I'm very impressed with. Uh, let's see if it stays that way. She, who is, is, is a Republican, she's a conservative, he's a Republican, um, took a uh, screenshot of, of, the, of the invitation. She gets invited to the, to the event. The fr- and uh, here's what it says. Fully vaccinated guests are not required to wear a mask on the White House grounds. Guests who are not fully vaccinated must wear a mask at all times, including abstaining from eating and drinking, and maintain at least six feet distance from others while on the White House grounds. So the spouses get invited to a party, but if they're not vaccinated, they can't eat, they can't drink, and they can't talk to anybody. When I'm on a plane... Crazily enough, they still demand masks on a plane because they're all just lunatics. When I am on a plane, I can pull down my mask to have uh, food, to have a a, a drink. And hopefully this mask thing goes away. It's supposed to go away mid-April, right? Because they just... uh, they, 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 they just extended it for another month. So I'm hoping this is the last month. I mean, I have no faith in these people whatsoever. No rational person does. But So that's allowed on a plane. But at a party, which may very well be outdoors, you can't uh, eat, drink, and you, can, you can't be around anybody. Jill Biden is, it's not even Jill Biden. You know Jill Biden didn't do this. It's just pathetic on pathetic on pathetic. Unserious people engaged in these conversations. It is just the, is it the epitome of wokeness? Or is that ESPN that's the epitome of wokeness? To put out a tweet that says ESPN believes in inclusivity and denounces legislation and actions across the United States that infringe on any human rights. We stand with our LGBTQIA plus colleagues, friends, families, and fans. Just do sports. That's all. That's, that's, that's all you have to do. Just do sports. That's all there is. And what 
inclusivity do you have when you don't uh, have Kurt Schilling on the payroll? And then what legislation infringes on any human rights are you referring to? You talking about Florida? The lie of don't say gay? Florida said we're not teaching kindergarten through third graders about sexuality. Why do you want to teach sexuality to a second grader? What kind of freak are you, ESPN? Honestly, what are you all about? You're not in the mainstream. You're well outside the mainstream. The mainstream doesn't want to sexualize second graders. That's where the mainstream is at. That's the good stuff. The bad stuff? Over there in Seattle, actually, I should say Washington State, there is a school board that's getting into a fight over a student discipline policy. Clover Park School District. Don't know where that is. Not a guy in Washington State. They are talking about a quote-unquote culturally responsive, oh my gosh, culturally responsive student discipline policy. What does it mean, according to Jason Rance? It would mean student discipline would not be consistent based on conduct. Instead, a school considers a student's race and background. So it's Rance's belief that they would likely offer harsher punishments to white students, even if the conduct is identical to that of a black or Hispanic student. This is actually being discussed. Utilizing race... Utilizing race as a way to determine discipline is bigotry. Of course it is. Everybody and their mother knows that it is. You take a look at someone and you say, well, that's the color of your skin. Now it determines how we we treat you. There we have had in history many, many laws that acted like this. Can we make how many comparisons to the concept of Jim Crow laws? We discipline people based on race. How is that not a conversation of separate but equal? You want to know how dangerous the woke are? This is how dangerous the woke are. They are flat-out bigots, and they think they're pious. Good Lord. I haven't even gotten into the Home Depot insanity. Oh, remind me to share that this week. Home Depot, um, which has put out a flyer about how to unpack your privilege. If you're confident that the police exist to protect you, you have white privilege. That's, if you can expect time off from work to celebrate your religious holidays, you have Christian privilege. I, this, I, that, <sighs> they say to me, Tony, why do you drink bourbon? Oh, I don't know. I don't have any idea at all. I'm Tony Katz. Everyone is talking about the Ukraine war and Russia, but here's a question. Do you think America is doing enough to help Ukraine in this dangerous moment for freedom? Newsmax TV is covering the war around the clock with top correspondents in Kyiv and around the globe. Newsmax, it's your trusted source for real news. Even President Trump says Newsmax is really good, and now Newsmax is conducting an urgent national poll. They want to know if you support a no-fly zone and if you approve of Joe Biden's handling of this 
crisis. They also are asking if Trump would have stopped the war. You can vote easily in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word JUMP, J-U-M-P, to 39747. That's JUMP to 39747, and you will get the poll right away. Newsmax is on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. I watch Newsmax. I'm on Newsmax from time to time. Make the switch to Newsmax and vote in their poll. Text JUMP to 39747 right now. remind me to get into this Mike Braun insanity. I mean, the guy just punched himself in the face for for no reason other than I, I, I he must believe that he just has got it all together with this I'm an outsider shtick and isn't really listening. I, bad, bad stuff from the senator from Indiana. Just a mistake on mistake on mistake. And uh, this week on this Saturday, uh, for those people uh, in in uh, Indiana, uh, Guest uh, City, the Mississippi Cigar Company, doing a book signing, a cigar event. We're going to smoke. We're going to drink. Uh, 3 to 5 p.m. Mississippi Cigar Company. You can go to Eventbrite. Just search Tony Catch. You can find it. Or Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. That's my cigar and bourbon show. And uh, you can get uh, your Eventbrite ticket. You actually pay at the door, but you can reserve your spot. It's definitely be guaranteed a book that we will sign. But if you just show up, you can just pay and hang out. We'll drink, we'll smoke, there'll be books. It's going to be great. So that's this Saturday. Find more. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke.